Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound, we bring you a little band that's making a big impression on folks lately, Charlie Boy. Springing up out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, Charlie Boy has a growing following, and their latest album, People Garden, is sure to grow on you. Indie, pop, rock, Bjork, rock, paper, scissors, what? Their bio says that Jake thinks they're weird, and Mom thinks they're rock stars. (laughs) Either way, we think you're going to love this album. We sure do. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and like I said, it'll grow on you. So plant your butt down somewhere comfy and get ready to experience People Garden, the latest album by Charlie Boy, tonight on The Sound. Say to me. 
That was Grodd, the single from lacrosse-based band Charlie Boy. This is their newest album called People Garden, which came out at the end of October. How are y'all doing tonight? Uh, it is an honor to have you all in studio tonight. Um, this new album is absolutely killer. I believe it's your first studio album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, can you take me back to when Charlie Boy first started and how this project got its start? Probably like uh, around 2019. 2018. Our lineage is a bit confusing because Keegan and I have been playing together for a while, um, probably since like 2017, um, under just a multitude of random project names and stuff. But I'd say Charlie Boy began in like 2020, the, beginning. Yeah, 2020. I'd say very like beginning. Right around when we moved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so relatively new still then. So Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. new. And especially our current group because we found our drummer boy, Owen, in the summer of 2021. So that's oh, wow. when our our sound really came together. That's when we were able to piece together our first um, like home-recorded EP, Morflora. So. Morflora is absolutely phenomenal. Um so I was super glad when I first saw People Garden come out because uh, I believe it was actually Jaden that sent it to me. Um, it was amazing, and I listened to it, and I was like, ah. Um, so how did you all meet, like, the entire band as a group? I know you said you met the drummer in 2021, but, like, in general, how did you guys meet? Where's the origin story there? Well, we kind of, like, we met as kids, technically. Okay. Like, I was, like, 10, I think. But then we, like, actually, like, met in like 2018 2017 yeah 2017 is when well i met i kind of remet like her dad and then that was kind of just like a bridge to like start a band books music and stuff and he plays music so they were working together and i was like hey i know you from childhood and then i joined his band awesome yeah and then from there we uh like we had a revolving door of just like people we were playing with for a while up until like we moved to Florida okay in like 2020 very beginning of 2020 and then so Charlie Boy was us like recording like demos at home writing songs and then like playing out occasionally as a duo and her dad's friend's son is Owen <laughs> yes that was a lead that we were given as we were moving back to wisconsin like hey i know a drummer so like for the few months leading into us moving back we sent him our demos like we recorded these songs you think you can learn them and he did and he we... was on our doorstep when we pulled up in our u-haul <laughs> so he was eager <laughs> that is awesome that is a super cool origin story could you give uh the listeners a quick overview of who's who in the band Sure, yeah. I'm Kaya. I sing and I play a little guitar sometimes and write. And I'm Keegan. We also have uh, Owen and Sam. Owen is the uh, the drummer and Sam is our bass player. Awesome. I guess I play guitar. Forgot that. Yes. Cool. Um, did you guys ever dream of being musicians when you grew up? I know you mentioned a little bit like uh, your father is a musician and like a booker. Um, did you guys like ever think of that you guys were going to play music when you grew up i i definitely did yeah i was um just very connected to music 
my whole life. And when I was able to start um, like playing live with my dad, I'd take those opportunities. And I sang on stage with him, did covers and stuff like that for like most of my childhood. I'd say my musical independence really started when I met Keegan and when I started playing with his band because it was more like, you know, kind of branching out to my own project. So, yeah, I definitely knew I was going to be a musician probably (laughs) my whole life. I wanted to as a kid. I never thought, like, that's obtainable until, like, I really started pursuing an instrument, like guitar, once I started getting, like, decent with it and meeting other people around me that could play, like, play better than me. It's like, okay, we we can start doing this. And then very shortly after, like, I met Kaya and... Think we're all filled in now <laughs> that's the tale that's super cool that is awesome i love hearing a good origin story and like people's inspiration uh going into the music um you're about to hear another melodic track from charlie boy's album people garden here on 89.5 kqal you're listening to the sound Oh yeah, this tune is another melodic track with some very mellow guitar behind it. Um, what's the inspiration behind this sound on this track and all the tracks on this album? Um, I guess like the sound being like the, the general like feel of of things. Um, it's kind of just our tone at the moment. Yeah. Really, um, the album was was fairly raw, all things considered. Like we just have like our pedals and our drum kit and and whatnot and 
the stuff we actually use when we perform live. So yeah, our tone is pretty, I'd say authentic to our, our live sound. And each song, I from the beginning of the album to the end, we have written them at different times in our um, musical careers, like Grodd dating back to like when Keegan and I just first got acquainted with each other in 2017. So they each have like a very specific maybe um, vibe or tone to them, but we just thought maybe they'd they'd work together in a culmination. I think uh, Hippocampus definitely had a had an influence, like kind of like a blanket influence over the band since we started like playing together. Like South was like, the first cover that we would be that we'd be playing. Yeah, a lot of Hippocampus so, like, covers. Yeah, their, I think their tone and their like their approach to especially their album Landmark was. An inspiration for sure, yeah, I'd yeah, agree. I think that's the only one that I can think of. And also we each have our our own specific preference in genre, and I think having a bunch of different musicians with different musical backgrounds and preferences will make unique sounds, so we try and stick to what we prefer. That's awesome, yeah. I know you mentioned Hippocampus. They're a phenomenal band. Um, I love their sound. They're very refined and like just beautiful Beautiful sound, and I, I love the way they sound. I think that's a lot of the inspiration behind why uh, we enjoy your music so much here. Is, Thank so you. It kind of, kind of adds in, uh, adds up in my brain a little bit. Um, so you mentioned a little bit of genres. You mentioned a little bit of hippocampus, um, and you mentioned how each of you guys kind of have your own genre that you had to pinpoint um, that you guys like enjoy. Um, what would those genres be like? If you had to choose your favorite genre, or your genre you love the most, this is a really hard question. Um, what do you think it would be? You go first, and oh, I'll man. speak for myself, and probably also let them know some of Sam's preferences because he's a he's a preferenced man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at the moment, wow, I can't. I don't know if I could tell you now, even. But uh, like, as far as influences go, I listen to a lot of like My Chemical Romance. Okay. While I started playing guitar, so just like overdriven octave chords and whatnot were. Like, you hear a lot of those on the album, just, like, kind of peppered in. And, like, each time, like, I hear it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah that, ma- that makes sense, <laughs> pop punk and whatnot. But uh, it kind of evolved into more, like, bands like Pup. Okay. That, like, side of pop punk was more, like, appealing as, like, I think my music preferences matured. So, for me, I would, I would just say, like, rock. Rock, yeah. yeah. Punk rock. It's a... Um, Growing I up, I listened. Oh, 1975 all the way. For oh, sure. yeah. Like, yeah, gr- yeah, yeah. Growing up, I was a real big fan of like Amy Winehouse, Beyonce. Like, um, what's another good example? Sia is incredible. So sorry if I'm not supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just really impressive, like belting vocalists. Yep. Um, I loved that growing up, and even though I could not do that, I would try my best, which probably, you know, helped me stay motivated to keep doing it, because <laughs> hearing myself back and being like, wow, it's nice to hear improvements after a, once, a little while, um, but I listen to a lot of different genres, and my dad plays, like, kind of like folk Americana, stuff like that, so I was really into that kind of stuff, and I was really into pop punk, too. I'd say um, similar genres to what Keegan was talking about, and like Paramore mm-hmm. was a big one for me. So stuff like that. 
I think the Beatles also just like applies oh, across totally. like most of the bandmates, if not all of us. Yeah, in the way that I'd say Hippocampus is kind of like a, a nice deep-rooted um, inspiration the Beatles are as well, because I just look up to them. We all grew up listening to them. And yeah. we grew up listening to them, yeah. And as for Sam, he is a big jazz man. He's a big funk man. Um, he likes a lot of different stuff, though. Yeah, so just, just good music just is good what music. he would... Good music. That's, yeah. that's how he'd put it. Yeah. Bebop. He will scat any Bebop song um, note for note. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways to explain here, it. Oh yeah. Wish he could have made it, because he would have loved this question, but he he likes a lot of genres, and I think his, his jazz influence is really great in our band. He's a, an awesome bass player. He's good bass influences, so. That's awesome. I feel like there's a weird pipeline between, like, uh, pump, uh, punk and pop punk and, like, correlating into a little bit of indie and, like, alternative sounds. Like, I feel like, at least for me, as I've matured, my listening um, has definitely gone from that when I was, like, a teenager to when I was younger to now more listening to more mellow stuff. So it's really interesting to hear. Um, and I can definitely see a little bit of undertones of that in the music, especially, like, in uh, the My Chemical Romance reference. Um, I can see a little bit of inspiration in that in this album. Um, so... You're about to hear another song from their album, People Garden. Um, This song is Pink.
That was Pink from Charlie Boy's new album, People Garden. That song starts off with a very mellow guitar riff and slow drums in the background. And then it develops into like this gorgeous melody on top with uh, amazing vocals. Can you take me behind the creative process of that song? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, we wrote that in about 2018, I'd say. And it started off as like a jam at practice. Um, Keegan was fiddling around our old bassist, Noah, was um, bassing around and our old drummer, who was just a friend of ours, Brett, um, they were kind of just jamming around and I was doing some melodic stuff on top, just kind of like participating, you know, like, and then I just kind of like pieced together that maybe I could use this like little poem that I wrote on a receipt like a few days before so I pulled it out and it was just like a little poem that I wrote um, about my relationship and with Keegan here <laughs> <laughs> and um it was just kind of like pieced together after that I kind of just sang it over top and we we're like oh nice that could be something and then we decided to like start actually working on it and f- putting the formula together and all that but yeah at first it was just kind of like a jam that I kind of just threw my poem over top of. <laughs> That's super cool. Uh, do you do a majority of the writing for uh, Charlie Boy? I would not say that. I would okay. say I do maybe like half the writing. Okay. Um, Keegan does the other half of like lyricism and and a lot of the framework for the songs, a lot of the structuring. So I'd say he'd probably be the majority writer of the group. Awesome. Um, We will dive more in depth into the rest of this album, but for now, here's another tune from the album. This is Sinclair. Bye. 
that was Sinclair. You just heard here on 89.5 KQAL. You are listening to The Sound, and we are live here in studio with Charlie Boy today. Um, take us behind the curtain, if you will, with this album. What would you say the lyrics in this track mean to you as songwriters and performers? In Sinclair? In Sinclair. Um, I guess as a performer, it doesn't, like, the lyrics don't really always sit with me while I'm playing. It's like a whole separate, like I'm vibing with the rest mm-hmm. of the band, you know, not necessarily listening, but the lyrics themselves, like when we're at, when just listening, it's just sad mm-hmm. to me, I guess. Yeah. Like satisfying that like we were able to write that song into existence. Like it's like a therapy song, I think. I would say a lot of this album is therapy music to me also. Um, just because obviously I know what I wrote my parts about, you know, I know what, where I'm coming from and I know just because I'm so close with the rest of the band, like I know where they're coming from and I know the connections that we have to them. So yeah, sometimes listening to them and like hearing the lyrics and remembering where some of those moments came from, it's totally therapeutic and deep. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you mentioned like it being a little bit therapeutic to you would you say that's an underlying theme like throughout the whole album yeah yeah totally i think uh getting through stuff or growing up in general like it was like the songs from start to finish kind of encompass like us being 16 to 20 Mm -hmm. so it's just it's about growing up it's about the pivotal years and trying to figure out who you are and stuff and trying to figure out who we are the (laughs) the the title people garden itself um was initially (laughs) initially cute that was great yeah (laughs) first off kaya's little brother um must have been what like seven yeah i don't know Uh, not really that important but he referred to a cemetery as uh as a people garden which was just like profound of you little guy (laughs) that was deep yeah we we knew we just kind of held on to that phrase yeah i'm not sure what this is for but definitely gonna like refer back to this like as a song or something and her dad then said that like it's works on two levels because it's like a a positive outlook on like you know a cemetery by calling it referring to it as a garden and then it's also like people growing like people garden Okay, well, that fits. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this is it. a people garden. Maybe we're yeah. all just little flowers. We're figuring out how to grow. And we found out, we've realized that um, all of the songs besides the three that are on Morflora that aren't on this one, we realized they're the, the culmination of our music since we've started writing together. Um, Grod was the first song that we performed together that we wrote. And Oh Yeah was the very last song. We literally finished it up in the studio at Blast House working on this album. So it was like, this is literally our garden here. This is the culmination of our musical growth. And so it just felt like kismet to use it. Yeah. We realized after we wanted those two songs, uh, Oh Yeah and Grod, to like we, when we <laughs> we wanted them to be our singles, and then after that decision was made, we realized that it's our first and last song, which is yeah. just like wow, meant to be, yeah. I guess. Mind blower. <laughs> That's super awesome. I always love hearing that about albums and how like specifically the names came to be because I feel like artists don't share that often unless you specifically ask them. So that's super cool. Um, and I love that name. It's kind of like a double entendre. Like there's two different meanings to it. Exactly. You can interpret it how you will. Thank you. 
Um, you're about to hear Curmudgeon from Charlie Boy's new album, People Garden, here on 89.5 KQAL, your radio alternative.
you just heard curmudgeon personally it's uh one of my favorite tracks from the album this tune has some somber tones behind it with a little bit of upbeat sound i have to ask uh, who does the writing for y'all? You mentioned a little bit. It's a little bit of you and then also Keegan, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess depends on the song. Like sometimes it is like a, like pink is just two chords the entire mm-hmm. time. It's like, jun, 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 jun. all right, taking that to practice. And then we just play that and kind of mush it up. And Kaya came in with the lyrics and it just all gelled. That's like an instance, but like each song is... It, it's special or different or some of them like nomenclature was a really frustrating one that one took over a year to develop whereas like some of our other songs took a day like like yeah. pink like we we played it she sang it and we're like all right that's the song but nomenclature we played live as an instrumental for almost a year um and then I was like working on the lyrics and it was just a really tough one for me and I'm honestly still probably not satisfied with it and would have changed things but uh, I guess that's the point is that you can never just be fully satisfied with what you made you know gotta keep growing but yeah for curmudgeon specifically that was I'd say like pretty much all Keegan he had a formula he had the lyrics and he came to us like here's a song and we just kind of made it happen awesome um if you could could you walk me through like that process of start to finish of like developing a Charlie Boy track like I know you mentioned a little bit of it's like oh they brought us melody or oh we were jamming at practice and it kind of developed Mm -hmm. is that a lot of the way the tracks develop or would you say there's other ways that they develop when we uh, when we started it was mostly like the songs were more simple at the time. Like all of our like first go at things are they're usually like quite vanilla, like with just room. And we'll start there and probably track it, make a demo, and then we listen to the demo and we kinda of pick out sections like this is kinda of weird or this is not weird. We'll let's go back and we do another demo and then we'll overdub things like at home. We'll just like record an extra guitar and um sometimes there'll be like five guitar tracks and we try to take like the best two best three or there's like ways to like how can i play both of these at the same time and it just like a lot a lot of like a lot of melodies and a lot of things come in post like we'll start with just a basic song yeah the bones and then we just like sit on it and then when we feel inspired then work on it it's it's not really forced every time we've tried to force like writing a song or making it happen it just comes out like not satisfying i would say a good amount of them started with um yeah like keegan coming in with a riff and then that riff turns into a jam and then we're like oh what else came from that jam you know and then we pick those pieces apart and then throw stuff on top yeah but a lot of behind the scenes work like if there's no structure like if we have no idea after the initial jam then that's the initial jam is just the song like we yeah. have to sit on it and then come like, all right, so this is how it's going to be because yeah. we're all pretty relaxed about about things. So there's just got to be like the the definitive change. Like this is the new part of it. I'd say there has been a good handful of times where we've jammed something and we're like, oh, that was good. That could be a song. Let's try and remember that. And maybe we got a demo for it even. But then when we kept trying to push it, it was just kind of like, this is just getting worse and worse. And we're just adding sections that are unnecessary or whatever. And what we needed was to 
just put it away for a little while, maybe just listen to the demo in our car and not even talk about it. And then a month later, we're like, hey, let's jam that thing again. And then we can actually kind of get back to it. We're sitting on a lot of demos right now, um, which is great, but there's like a good amount of them like, okay, let's work on these. I like these. I want them to be songs, but I agree. We can't force them. We got to just kind of wait until we're all knowing what we want to do to them. And we do all live like far away from each other at the moment with Owen living in Baraboo and the two of us in lacrosse. It's like, yeah, our practice time is, is slim. So, or I guess our rehearsal time is slim and our practice time is our gigs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Our writing time is the slimmest right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about the guitar and how tracks kind of develop on top of that. I will say on this album, something I noted while listening through it was that there is some gorgeous guitar melodies throughout all of it. Thank um, you. So I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, could you take me behind a little bit of the recording process on this album? Um, do you guys like record at home or do you guys record in a studio? Uh, for demos and stuff, we'll just we'll record at home. We just set up our mixer, run in ears, and then mic everything. Those are our demos. But then for uh, for more flora, we went to like a family friend's home studio, which is we all just played live in a room, and then we added stuff over and cut it up and whatnot. But this last album, People Garden, we went to Madison uh, Blast House Studios, and uh, their engineer Landon worked with us for like a week straight. We went in, like, the first two days were 10-hour days. Yeah. I think I, th- I think it was 10, 10. 10-hour, 10, 5, 5, 10. Something like that. 5. That's, yeah, that's what it was. So we just, like we came week. in and we, we went into, like, their live room. And uh, we played, like, song, well, I think our first song was Tap Happy. Was that the first one we played? Yeah, we did the, the two that Tap were Happy instrumentals first. I think it was Tap Happy. Hmm. Well, we, anyways, we we tracked um we tracked them all in the, all in the room, much like more flora, except uh, like our guitar amps were in um like ISO rooms, but um we were all just there. We played, we listened back through the headphones, like if we needed to, then and there. Otherwise, we would just go back into the control room and we'd play through with a notepad, and we would just timestamp all of the errors or if we thought like the bones just weren't keepable, we'd go back out and re-record. Um. Like just take a whole separate separate take at it, and uh, like everything from drums to guitar, we would just start with drums actually, and then bass, guitars, and then once like that was at least you know like passable for the moment, like we're like okay, we can come back for certain things, but sounds good. Then Kaya would come in and record like just a day of vocals. I think it was like day three or day four. Yeah, yeah. After we got like the bones for all of the instruments on the album then we did have a vocals day and i just went through and did like most of the songs and then the next day finished them up i think you finished writing oh yeah on the second day of vocals yeah seriously like one of the last days in the studio i actually finished that song it was mostly just like just little like melodies and whatever and then we actually did end up going back to the studio so we recorded in january January. that week was in january and it was great because every day we got to just like focus on that we weren't doing anything else we weren't like working 
we went into the studio, we spent the day recording, we took our notes, and then we listened to the CD that we got on the way home, and then we spent the night thinking about what we wanted to fix the next day. We went in, fixed it, did the whole thing over again for the whole week. It was like a great process, but then... Um, there was just like a, f- a few things about nomenclature that we were not happy with. A couple things we wanted to add in to pink and trash can, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the whole like tapping section. Right, Keegan's tapping section w- almost wasn't in there, which is nuts. It's beautiful. <laughs> but so in May of 2023, we went back in for one more session, like a five-hour, like half-day session, and just kind of like knocked out all the stuff that we realized over the past few months we weren't happy with, um, which was really great to have. I think it was necessary to have that chunk of time in between to like take a step back from the project, but it was a really cool process. And Landon, the person who helped us, um, who recorded it and who mastered it and everything, he just... He did phenomenal, and he put a spin to our music that we were told that he could do great things, but hearing it was, like, another story. He did a great job. We've never heard ourselves, like, at such a such a caliber. It was, like, felt like we're, we're doing it, you know? I was honored. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, it's really cool to go behind on the recording aspect of things. I feel like um, artists don't really often talk about that. Um, they'll showcase maybe a little bit of them in the studio, but they don't really dive in depth about like, all right, this day we did this, this day we did this. So it's super cool to hear that. Um, and it's kind of cool learning about the jam session you guys kind of had while recording. So that, that's awesome. And, uh, a little dive deep into the tracks, if you'll say a little bit. Um, so you guys like this album came out, um, end of October, like the 20th, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be taking off a little bit. I mean, at least over here, we've been listening to it once we received it. We've been pushing it on our station and on our so air. Much. Um, people seem to be loving your tracks. And you guys, uh, in the spring, played Midwest Music Fest in Winona, uh, spring of 2023. And then you guys most recently played Midwest Music Fest in La Crosse in fall of 2023. Um, what's next in the world of Charlie Boy? What's going on from here? You guys got any big plans? Oh, I guess short term, uh, we have vinyl on the way. Awesome. That's uh, that's super exciting. We have 200, 200 blue 200 records coming. People Garden vinyl, our wow. first vinyl. But um, I guess looking forward, just booking it up, you know, getting good shows. We're, um, we're trying to put together a tour. I guess we're in the talks of putting together our first tour we're in June. On it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's when our drummer graduates, so it's just the most... Yeah, it's the <laughs> most efficient time, I think. Yeah. But that gives us plenty of time to, I guess, we have a list of sharpen up the demos that we got for our next album. Not that we're in any form of rush for that, but mm-hmm. I guess that's just what we got going on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what else? We have a couple festivals coming up next. I'm not... I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say anything yet because there's no promo online. Understood. We have a couple cool festivals coming up next year that I'm excited about. And, um, yeah, we're looking to book ourselves a a tour, hopefully. For the most part, just writing. Um, Where can people listen to Charlie Boy? (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere, all streaming platforms. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, really? Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. SoundCloud. Deezer. 
Really? I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> On CD Baby, it shows us all of our streaming stuff. Well, and then, I yeah, think Deezer is one of them. Okay. Awesome. Um, do you guys have any merch out? I know you're mentioning the vinyls. Um, where can people go and we're, purchase um, that stuff? We're, I guess, dropping our first real merch store like as soon as the records come in. Uh, we have CDs. We have like the CDs already. And then various shirts and hoodies, stickers. The works. We bring our merch to like every live show we play. So that's definitely the easiest way to get merch is to come see us play. But yes, we will be making our um, online merch store once we have vinyls. Awesome. Um, and where can people find out about your upcoming shows? Uh, www.charlieboy.band. <laughs> there's an events tab on there we're pretty current for the things that we can uh that we can post about otherwise uh you know instagram facebook if you're cool with like digging through and seeing yeah, what's going on for our promo posters and stuff we post um yeah pretty pretty frequently about what's coming up um next and just what we're doing so yeah one of those two places i'd say honestly our instagram is probably the easiest spot to see that stuff Awesome. Well, um, thank you guys so much for coming on and chatting with us tonight about your album, People Garden. Um, it was phenomenal having you guys in studio today. Um, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you all. Um, looking forward to see what you guys accomplish in the future. You guys definitely have a bright future ahead of you. And um, here at KQAL, we're super excited to see where we go from there. Thank you, thank very you so much. much. Appreciate Thanks for that. Having us. Yeah. You're about to hear Trash Can by Charlie Boy here on 89.5 KQAL. You're listening to The Sound.
thanks again to Charlie Boy for joining us tonight on The Sound. To hear more from Charlie Boy, check them out at charlieboy.band. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6, right here on 89.5 KQL. You can also listen to past episodes of The Sound on your favorite streaming services. Find links at kql.org. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we just took a little stroll through People Garden, the latest album by Charlie Boy on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kql.org. Theme music for The Sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.